Welcome to the Rebuild the Body podcast, where we explore ways to better understand what it means to be human, body, and soul. As we develop a better understanding of the Catholic faith in regards to being human, we can discover its impact and helping us to bounce back from injuries, setbacks, and sin in pursuit of our fitness goals and living out our unique role in building up the body of Christ. I'm your host, Marty Langlois. Let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome back for another episode of Rebuild the Body. I have a great topic for you today that is relatable to everyone to some degree. Um, It is Catholic based and practical for anyone who has been hospitalized. Uh, These tips might also benefit those of you who have walked alongside a loved one who is or has been hospitalized and maybe in some cases helping you to walk alongside a loved one who may be on hospice. Um, Now, this comes from some questions that I've actually been asked personally um, by my coach, uh, my husband, uh, people I work with at the gym, and in other situations. Questions like, do you resent God for allowing the blood clots and the stroke to happen? Or were you angry with God? And other questions about my doubts and approach to the healing process in light of my own situation and experience. My answer, honestly, has always been no. And I'll be honest, um, this was the case throughout that process for me when I was hospitalized and even coming out of the hospital. Yeah, I felt frustrated with the lack of ability to control my body's movement or lack thereof in some cases. I did have some uh, stroke-related episodes when I was in the hospital where I did (laughs) beg God to make it stop, which is not too far off from Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. But what kept me together was my background in the Catholic faith and all the ministry I had done and study I had done uh, with the knowledge of the faith. First, uh, recalling the book of Job in light of suffering and understanding it's not always about something I did or what someone did to me, but it could be redemptive. The second bit was my faith and understanding of Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. Meaning, God's glory has a way of coming out of suffering, like the crucifixion leading to the resurrection. With that in mind, I held on to this thought that the resurrection is right around the corner. At the time, I didn't know what that would mean for me. At least not the specifics, which those at the time, like I said, were unknown. Um, Would I come out of this okay? Would I lose the ability to use my right side? Among other possibilities. And honestly, I kept my mind on, I'm coming back from this. Again, what that was going to look like, I didn't know at the time. And that God is going to use my story for his glory. The fruits speak for itself. And I'll share more about that 
uh, throughout this episode. So how is this made possible for me? How did I hold on to that? Well, here are seven tips I'm going to give you and that I embraced myself, that helped me to embrace the cross and to embrace my own healing process. First, when you or a loved one is hospitalized with a serious injury or illness, call your priest or call a priest, ideally your priest um, if possible. Um, In the initial moment of the abrupt news about the diagnosis, whatever it might be, um, spiritual direction would be really good at a time like this. Um, Your priest can provide you with great spiritual and pastoral support in that moment. He can pray with you. He can provide you with spiritual or pastoral counsel as you're processing what's happening. He can also provide you with the sacraments, which will go into my second step, which is to receive the sacrament of anointing or request to receive it. Um, Where are the biblical roots for this? Well, James 5.14 is one where it says, Are any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. In the name of the Lord. We also read about the use of oil for healing in the story of the Good Samaritan. When the Samaritan binds up the wounds of the man who was robbed and took care of him. This sacrament is usually associated with the dying, but it can also be administered to anyone who is sick. We can receive certain graces from the seven sacraments we have because of what they are for at different stages in our life. The sacrament of anointing of the sick helps us to align our sufferings to that of Christ and his cross. I was actually blessed to receive it twice in three weeks. The first was before my c-section and the second uh, was three weeks later after I was admitted to the hospital in for recovering from the stroke. I remember when I received it for the C-section, my husband had called our priest more to let him know my daughter was going to be born. Um, And he did come and he administered the sacrament of anointing. And I remember going into the operating room, being laid on the table, Almost like that of the image of Christ on the cross. And then as the surgery was happening, the image of the blood and water coming out of Jesus' side and giving birth to the church allowed me to connect the water and blood that were coming out of my abdomen and the process of giving birth to my daughter. Now, I'm by no means comparing the birth of my child to that of the crucifixion, but that was the healing grace that I was able to receive, the image that came to my mind, and gave me the courage and strength to uh, progress through that surgery. Number three, receive the Eucharist and request to receive it as often as you can while you're in the hospital. If your priest can't 
come by frequently, which, face it, our priests are very busy. Uh, many hospitals do have layperson Catholic chaplains or a parish uh, Eucharistic minister. There are some volunteers that are sent out to bring communi communion to the sick and homebound. And the fruits of this sacrament is, first, <laughs> you're receiving Christ's body, blood, soul, and divinity. You're literally becoming filled with God's grace because of <laughs> the sacrament itself. The other fruit you might experience, which is what I experienced and witnessed, was its manifestation in the mystical body of Christ. What do I mean by that? The community, the people around me. When I was diagnosed with the stroke, we called for a lot of help. Um, and... Boy, did our parish community really step up and help us the way the body of Christ should. First, we called my parents to let them know. Then we called our next door neighbor at the time because we were going to need someone to help us take care of our three-week-old. Um, our next door neighbor then called our priest. Our priest called the deacon and his wife. Um, a few other fellow parishioners contributed and then of course my own mother showed up to help take care of our child as I was recovering and all of us are joined and connected through that small little host to become what we eat right bread blessed broken and shared light for the world so ask to receive the Eucharist as often as you can Number four, now that you've called your priest, you've received a few sacraments, it's time to let Jesus into the mess. Now that you've got some sense of your mind back on, your faith is somewhat nourished here, bring Jesus into the mess here. Ultimately, that is what grace enables us to do. Jesus always lets us know he's ready. When we call in the good and the bad times. Grace and the fruits we receive give us strength and wisdom to call him. While we may be able to be cured, if you will, of the physical illness through the medicine, the doctors, the nurses. It's Jesus who heals us from the inside out. He can form our minds in the process. It also gives him permission to be Lord of our lives and Lord of our illness and Lord of our situations. Regardless of the situation, it gives him full disclosure. Now, Jesus is definitely capable of healing us, even without our request. He has that power. He has that ability. But out of respect for our free will and our response to his question... Do you want to be well? He's not going to barge in. So allow him in. Number five. Let others help you. Um, this was actually one that I had to adjust to. Especially as someone who's been working in ministry my entire adult life. I've always been on the side of serving. <laughs> not on the side of receiving service. 
Just a reminder that we're not meant to carry our cross alone. Again, I mean, we all know Jesus didn't carry his cross alone. He needed help along the way. Therefore, that expectation has never been placed on us at any point in time in our own journeys. As I said before, we called up quite a few people from our parish to help us. I also had to let the nurses and doctors treat me in the hospital. And in some situations, it was a little uncomfortable. Also, in recalling Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, I, I felt like Peter. Again, I'm the minister. Before this event, I was pursuing uh, the profession of wanting to be a lay hospital chaplain. I thought... I should be washing feet. Except mine for the time being were being washed. Then remembering Jesus say, What I am doing for you, you do not know now, but afterward you will understand. We all have heard that we can't give to others what we don't have. And allowing Jesus to wash our feet Allowing him to help us, allowing others to help us, gives us a fuller understanding of the healing and even that momentum moving forward in our own healing process and afterwards. So we've got to let him do it for us. And sometimes we've got to let him actually wash our feet, meaning minister to us. So that way we're ready to go do it as well. Number six, get Mama Mary and the Holy Spirit involved. <laughs> From the time of the Annunciation, these two have been a dynamic duo. Remember, Mary's yes brought our Savior into the world. And Mary's intercession on behalf of the wedding party and the guests led to Jesus turning water into wine. While we are not required to go through her. We don't have to go through her. Yes, we can absolutely go directly to her son. And to be honest, she encourages it. But when Mary and her son work together, as we read in the wedding of Cana, it definitely leads to abundant fruit. She is very much an instrument of grace and wants to pray with us and pray for us and help us in our times of need and growth in our relationship with her son. And if you notice throughout the scripture, she's always pointing us to her son, right? At the wedding of Cana, after she tells Jesus we're out of wine, she goes back to the guests, she goes back to the people and tells them to do whatever he tells you. As for the Holy Spirit, the source of healing, wisdom, and understanding can help us find peace in the midst of the storm while at the same time empowering us with the resiliency to press on. And number seven, trust the healing process. This includes a few things here and more practical uh, action steps. This includes giving yourself permission to be still in the hospital and allow God to heal you 
through the care of the doctors, the nurses, the people, the chaplains, um, the uh, people who bring you food. This also means allowing the treatment to work. Whether, it got, like in my case, I had to take some blood thinners, which are not all that fun, and allow um, the treatment to be given the opportunity to work. Now, not all medications we know are created equally and work for everybody. So always talk with your doctor or even in times get a second opinion to find out which one works for you and is more appropriate uh, with your situation. And then there is the part I tend to see and I even noticed in my own um, experience and that people don't give a lot of attention to is the physical therapy, the occupational therapy, and maybe in some cases mental health or um a, a psychologist depending on the impact of the trauma but in regards to the physical therapy and occupational therapy first thing is show up to your appointment and do what you can outside of your appointment for example since I didn't have access to a cable machine at home and a bunch of gym equipment because I did have to use some of that in physical therapy to strengthen my shoulder um, and strengthen my legs a little bit. I went to the gym to do the work. And I had to be very patient with myself and stay humble knowing I couldn't lift more than like two and a half to five pound dumbbells. For the smaller items like the bands, theraballs, bars, even a foam roller, some of those items I did get from the physical therapy and occupational therapy. Others I would take a picture of and purchase it on Amazon so I could do the work at home. I also had to, you know, found myself having to trace letters and learning how to write again. Um, like the stroke affected that. Intellectually, I knew how to write. My hand needed a little bit of reconnecting with what my brain was telling it to do. The process for me is continuing um, and has been continuing since um, getting advice from my sister who is also a physical therapist and I've been working with my trainer for maybe a little over a year um, and doing quite a bit of corrective and strengthening exercises uh, to get the strength of my shoulder back, the functionality of it. And it's taken me about three years. And I finally have about 90% of my right side back. And that is functional, strength, and even cosmetically. I still deal with um, some muscle tightness in the right shoulder and neuropathy uh, with occasional numbness or tingling in the right arm. And um, at times over sensitive nerves, especially um, when I'm dealing with heat, it, it, it's really, really hot. But nonetheless, I got through it. So those are my seven to help maintain a healthy Catholic mindset in the midst of your recovery in the hospital. And more importantly, afterwards. Especially as you're wanting to get back in shape, you're wanting to reach your own fitness goals. But we, have, we all have to start somewhere. And if you have any questions about any of these tips... You can reach out on Instagram 
at The Catholic Fitness Coach, and I will be happy and honored to help you. Once again, thanks for listening, and God bless. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Rebuild the Body. Um, When you get a chance, uh, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button from wherever it is you are listening to today. Um, Go ahead and share the episode with somebody who may benefit from the message and the tips. And as always, if you have questions and or are interested in coaching, go ahead and reach out to me at The Catholic Fitness Coach on Instagram and we will connect there and take the next logical step 